Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Slasher Supreme. I'm your host Christopher. Today's review is going to be over The Uninvited, a killer cat film. You heard me right. Yes, it's a killer cat. And a little Netflix gem I found a few weeks ago called The Killian Frequency. So let's hop over to the movie review, shall we? The Uninvited was directed by Graydon Clark. The film opens up with a cat escaping a animal testing facility. Although this isn't your normal cat type of cat. No, 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 no. This is a mutant cat that, when aggravated, spits out a furry, wet monster that will rip you to shreds or, you know, lightly scratch your face and you'll bleed out and die. Either way really works, but, you know, that's how the film goes. I'll get into that a little bit later on. Anyways, a group of young adults get mixed up with a mob boss and his associates as they're trying to set sail for the Cayman Islands. Fortunately, or unfortunately, however you really look at this situation, the cat gets aboard because one of the young adults picks him up, where then the cat goes on a murder spree, and it is fantastic. Simply fantastic. Now, this is a film you would definitely rip to shreds, mystery uh, MSTK style. It is so bad, but yet so good. From the deadpan acting that almost, I feel like, rivals the room in its delivery, to the horrific and awful design of the cat monster, and horrific and awful in the sense of it is fucking laughable. This thing looks like a wet raccoon, or in other scenes it kind of changes face and looks like a wet lion. Also, including with that, it, does, it changes faces, but it also changes sizes. It will be the size of a normal household cat and the size of a fucking baby. Yes, uh, they don't keep it consistent with the monster inside the cat at all. It's amazing. Along with the... Uh, kind of went off topic there, but along with the deadpan acting and the line delivery, there's also awkward scenes like with dancing as they don't really dance like normal people will or a normal person would (laughs) one guy is dancing with his hands in his pocket and he's just humping the shit out of the air i mean he is really getting it another awkward scene is a woman is undressing she has her top off and she looks because she hears somebody meowing and is scared because they know about this murderous cat Turns comes to find out it's this guy who's kind of trying to hit on her. And she was like, oh, you startled me. Like, she's really fucking delayed on it. It's really awkward how they do that. But it's wonderful just how much you can laugh at this. It, it's just so amazing. I know I keep saying that, but I cannot do this film justice record uh, reviewing it. You have to watch this film. You have to see it to believe it. There is some dumb shit in this film, but it makes it so great. Uh, Inconsistency-wise, a guy accidentally shoots the boat. On film, it shows the, you know, impact hole as the size of, like, a nickel or maybe a quarter. Later on in the film, it looks like somebody has taken, like, taken a fucking sledgehammer and just beat the hell out of this wall. Like, it goes from, like, that kind of inconsistency to... 
um, a guy is being bitten on the ankle by the cat. It then cuts out to uh, a wide angle shot. We're able to see it, the guy, and they forgot because it like uh, kind of edits itself real quick. But they show the guy's ankle, both of them. Neither of them have blood on them, and then it cuts it, and then you see the blood just like there. So it, like they forgot to put the effect on him. And then the next thing they like realize it and they're like, well, we can't waste the 14 bucks we may have with this film. So fuck it. Just we're not going to reshoot that scene. And then we'll just superimpose it on there. It looks awful. And in, in that sense, but it's so good. <laughs> I will say the only bad thing about this film, besides everything else, is that it does get boring. Um, they kind of reverse the whole monster movie rule and where you're not supposed to show the monster until 30 minutes in. They show this damn thing at the beginning of the film. Like, not even five minutes in, the monster's already killing people. And they show it from there, all the way up to the third act. There is some slow parts in the second act, but it's not as bad as the third act. In the third act, the, they're, having, they're trying to figure out a way to escape the boat. Because it's sinking. And so they don't show the cat that often. They're just trying to build suspense as to where the cat could be on the ship. But when that cat shows up in that third act, it gets so good. Because if you thought it looked kind of wet in the beginning, now that the boat's kind of sinking and there's water, water everywhere, this thing looks fucking... Like, it looks drenched. And it looks awful. It looks... In some scenes, like I said, it looks like either a wet raccoon or a wet lion... Well, in this part, it looks like if they took a cat and mixed it with the gremlin and a critter, this the face is so damn ugly. <laughs> and that, and for that's the third act. So that's like really the only part you need to be careful of, I guess, because it is kind of boring. Sadly, I will say the biggest two scene stealers are the cat itself, simply because this thing will never shut the hell up. I don't know whose idea um, was it that they were like, we need to have this cat on every scene at the end to make a noise, regardless of what it's doing. This cat will be laying on the floor, not even in the scene at all. They're just looking for the cat. This thing will nonstop meow and hiss, and it will ruin the scenes. And the scenes where they're trying to be serious, I use that with uh, air quotes, um, a good example is in one of the scenes, the mob boss has a gun pointed at somebody's head, and was like, I will blow your brains away if, you know, you don't do what I say. Well, the cat's in the room. And the entire time when that scene's going on, you hear, meow, 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 meow. It's, it's, it's like a machine gun of meows. That's the best way I can put it. There's no spacing in between them, really. It's just back to back to back meowing. And it, it gets annoying halfway through. But you just can't help but laugh because the cat won't even be fucking, it'll be like asleep. We're not even moving, and it's it'll even zoom up on the face of the cat, and its mouth is closed, and you still hear it meowing. So, like I said, I don't know whose idea that you know thought it'd be a good idea to put meowing nonstop in this film, but thank you whoever did that. Another one, the other scene stealer, because I think how you pronounce his name is Clue Collier. He played Bert in The Return of the Living Dead. If you remember my review from that. But every scene he's in, is he's the best. He's kind of a bumbling idiot. And, you know, in the mob... <laughs> also, he's a drunk. 
So later on in the movie, he gets drunk and he gets freaking hilarious because I feel like at that point he realized he was in a shit film. He's like, I don't care anymore. I'm going to make the best out of this. But sadly, he dies early on in the film. I would just, I wish he would have made it a little bit longer just because he was fa- my like favorite character on screen because the rest of them I don't care about. They can't act for shit, but he, he was really going at it. <laughs> If you haven't seen this film, I highly suggest it. Like I said, you can just rip this thing to shreds. And like I also previously said too, this movie, I can't do it justice. You have to see this film. But with that all being said, that is my review for The Uninvited. The best killer cat film you could possibly see. Anyways, meet me over in the next segment where I talk about The Killian Frequency. Killian Frequency Season 1 Episodes 1 to 5. The Killian Frequency in itself is a collection of short stories, with each episode being its own individual story. The only connecting points are the town itself, they all have supernatural themes with them, and we have a charismatic radio DJ who is in every single episode who broadcasts these stories to the lovely people of Kyrian. Because if it happens in Killian, it's on the Killian frequency. The show itself is animated, and I would have to describe it as having kind of a Sin City look to it, in the sense of everything is kind of muted with blacks and grays, but then certain characteristics or their attire is highlighted in a different color. For example, the radio DJ is completely black, but his shirt has two palm trees on it, which are white, and the lens of his glasses are also white. A woman in the second episode, she has blue eyes and like a blue, like necktie kind of. So it highlights certain aspects of characters in that sense. It also uses vibrant colors as like red, like, you know, reds, greens, purples, like I said, blues, whites. And it creates this wonderful look to the whole show. Along with That, it also has a really synth-heavy soundtrack, which I love. The show itself is only 45 minutes long. There's, like I said, only five episodes. So, you can pretty much binge this show an entire hour. But like I said, with the wonderful um, colors and sound uh, soundtrack, is that in each story, there'll be no, like, dialogue. It'll all be visual. So, seeing the beautiful colors at work and the soundtrack kind of creates this hypnotic effect on you where you just can't stop watching if i'm going to be honest as soon as i as soon as the fifth episode ended i rewatched it again just because i was so blown away with how it looked and how the soundtrack was like i said it had that kind of hypnotic effect on me and i just could not stop watching actually Rewatching this show again to do this review was probably one of the easiest things I did because not only is it short and, you know, convenient to get it done within a certain amount of time, but also just because of how hypnotic it is, like I said. The stories themselves actually are really, really good, and with a twist in usually almost every single episode. One of my favorite episodes is the last one, and it deals with a man on his way to work who is stopped by an older gentleman who needs help and that task that he needs help with is having 
his neighbor's dog killed. But there's a twist at the very end of it, and I won't give it away, but it is really, really good in how it's executed. <laughs> the overarching story that is present is that the government wants to find out where Killian is because they are curious about what goes on in the town because of all the supernatural events. They're wondering what goes on in the town, and the town is trying to keep itself secret. So, with the fifth episode ending on sort of a cliffhanger, which I'm excited to see what happens in the second season if it is released, I will say I am extremely hyped for this second season if it does happen. If you haven't seen The Killian Frequency on Netflix, you are missing out. I highly recommend this show to anybody who loves animation, synth-heavy soundtracks, or just, you know, a little bit of supernatural and kind of horror stories. This has it all, and it will get it's a one beautiful ride. That is my review of The Killian Frequency. Meet me in my outro, and I will go over what's going to go on on the next podcast. See you there. With all that being said, that is another episode of Slasher Supreme. Please like, share, favorite, subscribe, thumbs up, or whatever you got to do to let me know you're out there listening. If there's a certain video game or movie you would like me to review, please leave me a voice message here on Anchor or a message on Facebook. Today's movie fun facts are over the movie The Uninvited. Of course, why not? The first fun fact is that the movie was filmed in the course of 18 days. Yes, 18 days. The second fun fact is that several scenes in the movie were filmed in Graydon Clark's garage. Yes, they were shot in the director's own garage. Those two facts right there say so much about this film, and I love every little bit of it. <laughs> As I always do, here is a little you know preview of what is to come in the next episode. The first film I'm going to be reviewing was in production before Gremlins, but is considered a Gremlins ripoff. The second film I'm going to be giving a quote from, and that quote is, You are receiving this broadcast as a dream. We are transmitting from the year 1999. So I'm looking forward to reviewing both of those films for the next episode. So thank you all for listening, and I will see you next Monday.